All right. Welcome to L&D Plus, where learning is a team sport. I'm Tom, and in each episode, my co-host Joey and I will bring you real stories of collaborative learning from the world's leading startups. Today, we have two guests from Drift representing L&D and marketing, Ali Winkleman and Colleen Koslowski. Drift is a revenue acceleration platform combining conversational marketing and conversational sales. As a company with a strong marketing DNA, Drift has actually moved its L&D team within its marketing team. Recently, Ali and Colleen have been working together to reflect this new approach to L&D within Drift. This meant bringing a uniform voice to all of Drift's content and thinking about learning experiences the same way you might think about marketing. It's a great story and one that points the way for many L&D teams today. But before we get too far into the details, Ali and Colleen, how about you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Ali Winkleman. I'm a learning and development manager here at Drift. And I'm Colleen, and I'm manager of education and community at Drift. Fantastic. Thanks so much. So you mentioned that um, Drift L&D team actually sits inside your marketing team now. Um, This is super interesting for us. It might be the first time we've heard about a company taking this approach. Uh, We'd really love to, to know more about this decision. Yeah, so the team that we specifically, both Ali and I fall under on the marketing team is, it's a very long name for one team, but it's content, community, and learning and development. Um, probably the longest team name ever. Um, so we both fall under that team and our team encompasses really all content at Drift, which includes the blog, books, webinars, um, our community, social media, and of course, learning and development. So our audiences target both our customers, buyers, and our internal drift team in terms of onboarding and ongoing training. And sort of our overall mission for that content community learning and development team is to inspire, educate, and entertain with all of the content that we create. So that includes anything that we put out externally, as well as anything that we create for our internal teams. And that really helps us keep consistent messaging approaches to the way that we create and also helps us reuse and just sort of steal ideas from one another and create very similar experiences and create consistent experiences for internal and external trainings and all of our content as well. I, and I'm not sure if I want my boss to hear this because like I lead the content team at 360 Learning. So everything, the first half of your team's name, basically content, community, social media, but not L&D at all. <laughs> I feel like it makes a lot of sense, but like, well, it's like, it sounds like a huge like undertaking to, to have, you know, all that under the same umbrella. Well, we understand that Drift is in hyper growth right now. Well, as always, uh, how has this influenced your approach to place L&D within marketing? Kind of what Colleen said, like we are definitely in hyper growth and we wanted to have a central area where our content and our messaging could reach all of our audiences. So it was really helpful uh, as we've grown internationally. We have a London office, we have an Australia office, and then we obviously have spread out as a virtual first company across the US. Mm -hmm. And so having a unified marketing and learning development team has really allowed us to uh, centralize our content. It has allowed us to create consistent messaging. It really makes sure that the resources that everyone needs to access are in areas that are both customer facing and drifters also have easy access to so that Mm. the message is is very consistent. 
And it, it also helps, I think, the learning and development team stay very aligned with what's coming out in the product, what's coming out um, from a marketing standpoint. And it really creates that consistency that we're looking for from Drift. So I wonder if you could explain that a little bit more. So how exactly does Drift reflect that focus on L&D in its everyday operations uh, under this new design? So at Drift, we have eight leadership principles. And one of them is be a curious learning machine. So in other words, we want people to always be willing to learn and to look for creative ways and, and new areas and opportunities to stretch themselves. And we want them to take a real interest in applying new information mm -hmm. and relying on experts within the field to help us solve common problems. Mm. So we're constantly looking for inspiration in new ways. We also have like a Drift book club where every drifter gets um, one book a month from this curated list of you know, experts in their fields and, and different stuff. And, and everyone can even contribute to that book list. So uh, there's a lot of cross collaboration, cross pollination there. And we have a lot of support from our leaders as well. Mm -hmm. David Cancel and our VP of Content Community and Learning and Development, Mark Killens, mm -hmm. are very ingrained in helping the company learn, whether it's about marketing, whether it's about the latest happening in, in the revenue field that we are really promoting and also having our drifters progress in their individual careers and, and skills. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really important to have that uniform voice that goes beyond, you know, just like learning about the product or just learning about the company. It, it really reflects, you know, leadership, management, diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, so we can really be ingrained in all parts of the business. Yeah, we, we've always really loved Drift's marketing voice. Tell us a bit more about how this voice comes through within your L&D, because I think it's not so natural for um, a lot of L&D professionals to think like a marketer. Like, how did you go about that? Yeah, so I think going back to sort of Ali and I being on the same team really <laughs> helps drive that for the learning and development perspective for drifters. So externally, Drift has a very strong voice that a lot of people are familiar with mm -hmm. in terms of the way that we storytell, the way that we share our messaging, and really just the way that Drift talks, whether it's on social media or in any of our content. So it's really important for us to share that same voice and the way that we tell stories for Drifters because one, it's a really great way to educate people mm -hmm. because it's usually more entertaining and yeah. uh, better way to educate versus a more straightforward or, or for lack of a better word boring way to <laughs> educate people um so that's the first thing and also the second thing is if we're training our sales team or our customer success team if we are able to teach them in the drift of voice that helps them learn what that voice is to share with our customers and potential customers as well so it's consistent across the board with all of our audiences Cool. I also think when you think conventional learning and development, you think of classroom or you think of very stale, sometimes boring material. Yeah. And Drift is anything but boring. So our co-founders wanted to create a brand first and foremost that was exciting, that was pushing the envelope. And so we need to make sure every part of our business really reflects that. And that includes learning and development. So we want it to be fun, something that's fun, exciting and engaging for our learners. Awesome. Brilliant. One of the things that has always um, really interested me is, is um, the idea of Drift Insider that you use as well. And so I wonder for people who don't know what Drift Insider is, if you could explain a little bit more about that initiative, uh, because it seems like it would be a really, really great tool um, to combine your focus on L&D and marketing in one place. 
Yeah, so, so we launched Insider over two years ago at this point. Originally, it was mainly for our customers and potential customers as well. So a lot of where our both product training content lived as well as just general marketing and sales content. And Drift Insider is essentially an online learning community for sales and marketing experts. <laughs> it's also an online learning community for drifters. So uh, even our even Drift partners as well, it really serves as the education space for all of our different audiences. Mm -hmm. And there's a variety of different content within Drift Insider. We have consumable classes and we also have more robust content like courses and certifications. Mm -hmm. So anybody, we encourage all of our customers, non-customers and drifters to go take our certifications which includes getting certified in conversational marketing, conversational sales, mm -hmm. and we also have um, a couple other certifications as well. So it's really important for us to also streamline that both externally and internally, mm -hmm. because if we're telling a customer to get certified in conversational marketing, our team should also be <laughs> yeah. certified in conversational marketing. Absolutely, yeah. It seems like Drift Insider, having that initiative in place sort of predates your shifting of like, of, um, of L&D into marketing. And I guess my, my question is, was that, do you think that was sort of like an early test of whether or not that concept could work, like by having the internal and the external facing parts um, yeah, combined? Yeah, definitely. So I think Insider was launched about a year before L&D moved on to the marketing team. Mm -hmm. So we were really seeing how it resonated with our audiences before we, one, continued it for all of our audiences and two, expanded it for internal usage as well. Um, so when Allie moved over to the team, she took full ownership and really built out that experience for drifters and built it out for many different teams. Mm -hmm. So um, let's say a manager of customer success wants to create a training for the, their team, they can now easily do that with Ali's support to build um, a specific class to train their own team. So it really empowers everyone in the company to one, learn different things, but also for drifters to share certain things and teach other team members or um, anyone at Drift on a specific topic. So it's definitely evolved since Ali joined the team prior to that. We had some internal content, but nothing to the scale that it is today. So kudos mm. to Alex on that. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like a lot of times, like working in content, we we are more marketers than teachers in a way. So we always like think of okay, how to drive attention and you know get like anything but boring messaging out there, but not so much into like how do we help people learn or the more pedagogical way of, of learning. And, and so I see like the L&D um, element like adding into the marketing content world would be like hugely beneficial. And I, I wonder, Ali, like how, how have you changed the way you approach L&D since, you know, you joined the marketing team and adopting this new L&D approach? I think one of the things that has changed about my approach to learning and development is to make it more fun and engaging and also measure it more similarly to how we measure marketing efforts mm -hmm. and so really looking at how we can look at the outcome. I think that that has definitely changed and evolved as, as we've gone into using Insider more and being able, able, able to measure tools. It also helps us focus on the global experience mm -hmm. and everyone going home um, or working from home for the last 15 months and, and now Drift is digital first. Mm -hmm. It really allows us to reach 
our far and wide audience of drifters mm-hmm. because we are international um, with the same type of material. So instead of, you know, getting up at wee hours of the night to yeah. help onboard Australia, I have a series of classes and courses that they can help take that are the exact same classes and courses that will be taken by our London drifters mm-hmm. or our, you know, US drifters. And so that really helped contribute to the scaling of drift and the scaling of us across, you know, the world. It also really helps think about how we solve problems, thinking about the psychology that you use in marketing of what is what is appealing to mm-hmm. drifters? What is something that's going to make them want to take a class mm-hmm. or inspire them or you know entertain them? And so making sure that those factors really live within our L&D materials becomes paramount to just creating a course to just ship it out the door or to just make sure that um, a check boxes marked. And so I think that that has really helped now that it's L&D sits in marketing. So I imagine this might have been quite a daunting change at first um, to, to switch teams like this. How exactly did it feel um, for, for you to make this change uh, into the into sort of combining the two functions? Yeah, I think um, I have come from a people background prior to Drift and, and it definitely was an experience where you have a little bit of imposter syndrome, getting used to the language that the marketing team uses, getting used to how they measure a little bit differently um, was a challenge, but we have really supportive team and, and Colleen and I obviously work really closely together to overcome some of those barriers in terms of like, what is like people centric, what is, you know, marketing centric mm-hmm. and how do we combine those worlds? Mm-hmm. But it has worked out so well. And I can't actually now imagine not being on the marketing team um, and, and, with Drift being so fast paced, it's so helpful to be so ingrained with the business. And, yeah. and Dina, our people officer, mm-hmm. fully believes that everyone at Drift should be really ingrained with the business. So whether you're on the people team, whether you're on the marketing team, whether you're on our customer or advocates team, like everyone should understand the business. And that's that's foundational even in some of Drift, Drift's rituals. Mm-hmm. And so it, it comes across and, and it just makes a lot of sense right now for us. Cool. Mm. I'm I'm so intrigued by the mention of of uh, drifts rituals. What is that? Nice. <laughs> yeah, is there, and is there a specific example um, that you think would would illustrate that? Are you talking about people in the same room, like and lighting up things and? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, burning sand. Bonfires. Um, yeah, well, we have a couple rituals that are very like, for lack of a better word, sacred to drift, and. <laughs> Uh, they're weekly rituals and then quarterly. So yeah. every Monday we have a 15 minute meeting called Monday Metrics. Mm-hmm. And this is where everyone gets together Monday morning and we review the last week's metrics from our marketing team, from our customer success team, from our sales team, the new launches from the product team. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of a micro opportunity for everyone to learn mm-hmm. and focus our efforts towards our bigger goals and take away some inspiration to get your week going. So that's a 15 minute meeting on Monday. And then on Fridays, we have a meeting called show and tell. It's actually my favorite meeting and it's really improved since going virtual. um, This is an opportunity for drifters from each of our major departments to present on an impact they've made to the business or to the company. And they have five minutes and they use our storytelling framework to illustrate the impact that they've made. And it's time and we have a winner. And so it's a really cool opportunity to get all of our drifters learning our storytelling framework, um, show the impact they have to the business. And then for the other drifters to learn about the other parts of the organization and what what they're creating. It sounds like it's really ingrained in Drift's DNA that everybody should be able to, to you know, present and show and tell and have the storytelling attitude or mindset and and Mm -hmm. that you know that really shines through 
Yeah. Definitely super important part of like the drift DNA too. Has the switch to remote, um, and you mentioned being digital first, has that changed the nature of any of these rituals as you describe them? Like are they, are they more frequent or is it you have better attendance because people really need to come and see everyone? Uh, I think it's, I mean, it hasn't really changed too much. It's still the same frequency. And I think for at least the show and tell piece on Friday, I think the first time we ever did it, during COVID, it was surprisingly fun. Everybody was going insane in the Zoom chat and it was actually just as fun as in person and not more engaging because everybody in the chat was just yeah. sending comments and motivating each other and cheering each other on, which was really great. Cool. Um, so I think going virtual has not changed our rituals That's too much great. at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's improved them because it really fits in line with like, the stance of being digital first creates equality amongst our teams, especially from an international perspective. Mm-hmm. When our headquarters is in Boston and you attended live, it was a very different experience for our San Francisco drifters. And now it's consistent. Everyone being able to cheer everyone on in the chat is huge and it's super motivational. Like you don't feel as intimidated about going because you know you're gonna have a ton of support from drifters across the world even. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's that's really true. Like when it's like half remote and half in person it's like a much more like you know weird or terrible experience actually for those who are not physically um Mm -hmm. yeah there so uh digital first it's the future the way to go (laughs) and speaking of the future well your story was very inspiring about how you know a marketing mindset can really be helpful for lnds do you see more lnd teams like gradually taking this you know path and becoming part of the marketing function have you had, you know, any discussions with other LND teams who are inspired or want to take a similar approach? There's a lot of questions. I think people are like, how does that work? What does it look like? Yeah. Uh, I haven't heard of other people doing it, but I do think there is a push to make learning and development content more engaging, more exciting. And I think that will help people reach across the departments to collaborate more or seek expertise and think of different unconventional learning methods to help enhance their learning and development team. So uh, I hope we can be an inspiration to other learning development teams and other marketing teams to collaborate more or think more creatively. But I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Overall, the project that that you're telling us about, it sounds like such a big challenge um, with some really big expectations from the leadership. And, you know, fortunately, you you both mentioned that your leadership is very much on board with this switch um, and have sort of been pioneering it themselves uh, for a long time. Mm. Um, How exactly have you been tracking the outcomes with this project so far? Yeah, so we have taken the approach of looking at the outcomes. We obviously want to start with understanding what is the outcome we want our learners to achieve? How will that impact our business? And then backing it up into making sure that like the actions and behaviors will match to drive those outcomes. Mm -hmm. And how do we make sure that the learning is focused there? So we're definitely still evolving our methodology for tracking and measuring. But I think what has helped is is really learning from the marketing department and, and understanding how we look at engagements, how we look at the progress that they're making on quizzes, certifications, and then tying that to our outcome Mm. um, behavior for results within the the department. So still a lot to learn and go from there, but I think that the, the marketing team has really helped 
create more systemization for our measuring of learning and development and driving outcomes. Because obviously that's what marketing um, and our, our revenue model is really looking at doing for our customers is yeah. driving outcomes, driving results. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we're marrying that same yeah. model. Thinking about cool. the learning, the learner's journey, the same way we think about buyer's journey and mm-hmm. the different touch points and how where people drop in and drop off and yeah, and the different ways they learn. Like at Drift, we have so much content. We have great blogs. We have awesome podcasts. And we look at a whole customer journey. And so within learning and development, we start to look at the employee journey. What is their experience? How are they consuming the learning and development pieces throughout their time at Drift? And it might not come from structured learning opportunities from learning and development team, but there's tons of ways to learn. So how do we incorporate that with their journey as yeah. well? amazing you know you mentioned there being like so much content um that you have to work with and in a way that can almost present a little bit of a challenge where you're overwhelmed with the amount of stuff there is i mean um, i wonder if you could say maybe a little bit more about how you go about choosing which content will suit a particular learning purpose and maybe how you meet those challenges of deciding what to use and what to to leave out definitely have a lot of content i think specifically on the Drift Insider piece, we it's primarily video-based, but we do include PDF content and other written content to really teach people in a way that best serves them. So if somebody prefers to look at the video transcript versus watching a video, we're sensitive to that and make sure to include both sort of formats, sort of picking and choosing what type of content to select in our education and product education, more on the insider side. It's really a matter of what will help us achieve our goals and what our outcomes are that we're trying to reach. So for our larger pieces of content, like courses and certifications, we really think through what we want the longer term outcome to be versus the smaller types of content. We don't necessarily, we're not too picky with. Mm. We'll put more out there that we think will still provide value, but larger pieces of content that will be a larger lift for our team definitely takes more strategy and thinking through what we want the goals to be. Mm-hmm. And for drifters, I think we pick things that one fit into onboarding or just longer term trainings for teams based on different opportunities that the teams have and different things that the managers want their teams to be trained on, whether it's a new product feature or a new way of selling, for example, and different things like that. Fantastic. Thanks. Cool. Um, so what do you think the future of L&D will look like at Drift? We're excited to grow and scale our team to meet the demands of hyper growth. Mm-hmm. We frequently talk about how, you know, a person's learning journey might not happen as quickly as hyper growth happens for a company. And so it's really looking for new opportunities. How do we continue to infuse learning in other parts of the organization so that it feels natural and ingrained with just the cycle of, of working at Drift? Mm-hmm. And so how can we fit you know, micro learnings or um, different pieces into people's schedule, continuing the book club, developing community around different types of learning opportunities. So um, we're excited to continue to grow our team to help meet the scaling demands of the company. And I think that that's, you know, where we will continue to see opportunity is bringing in new talent, bringing in new people and and helping educate them on the way we think about marketing, learning development, working together and and inspiring people. And right now uh, you are a team of one or or two L&D. Two. Yeah. Very exciting. Great. So I think the, the takeaway from that is really also that because I sit in marketing and I sit with the content team, Mm -hmm. uh, there's so much help 
from developing content or reaching out to product, reaching out to the different teams to help create additional content or collaborate and say, hey, this is going to customers, but that's just as relevant for drifters and internal, or how do we modify it for drifters so it makes sense? Um, So I think that's another huge benefit of L&D being a small but mighty team and sitting with the content community and learning development team. Cool. Great. So did you work together closely before L&D officially became part of the marketing team? No. (laughs) No, we didn't. We occasionally said hi to each other in the office, but that was about it. (laughs) Okay, gotcha. Well, I mean, that's that's really fascinating to go from, um, you know, being cordial to each other to working really closely to each other. Yeah, so we also started working on the same team during COVID, which was interesting. Wow. we talk to each other frequently over Zoom, but we just met in, really in person for the first time a couple weeks ago, which is funny. Um, so, I mean, we work together very well. And for me, it's really nice to have somebody in a similar position, but for a different audience, because mm-hmm. we're able to bounce ideas off of each other yeah. and understand like longer term visions that we both see being valuable mm-hmm. for drifters customers and all of that so i think it's been really helpful for the both of us to just have somebody that understands drift insider both on the technical side of things and just how we want to educate our audiences do you think like looking back on the nature of the project so far do you think there would be anything if you could start again um, except for obviously avoiding the covid pandemic if you could wave a magic wand and do that um, would you do anything differently looking back I think there's not too much we would have done differently. Allie got thrown into it pretty quickly, so we had to move quick. And I think something that we did really well in the beginning was aligning our goals in similar ways. Mm-hmm. So measuring learning outcomes based on you know different learning objectives and outcomes, but we separate those based on, so I look at it based on customers and prospects, and Allie will look at it based on drifters. Mm-hmm. But because we look at similar numbers, that helps us understand what type of content we can create, and also how we want to, for lack of a better word, promote that content, mm-hmm. whether it's internal or external. So I think aligning goals early on definitely put us on the right foot for, for now and future as well. Cool. And and the switch, so if I understood correctly, it's basically like coming directly from the CEO and the VP content community learning and development. <laughs> um, so they, they made the decision to to merge the teams, like to put L&D into, into marketing. Yeah, I think it's really part of DC's vision that we're, embedding being a curious learning machine Mm -hmm. into everything we do and that it makes a lot of sense to have it live within the marketing realm and so they fully support it and is definitely their idea to to make this shift and and help grow the teams in a way that feel really connected great amazing i mean that sounds to me like a like a key takeaway ellie (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) so you're just like preempting the question um, cool. Well, I guess to, to finish everything up, um, what is one key, key takeaway that you'd like our listeners to remember about this project? I think the key takeaway is to have your L&D team feel very connected to the business, the outcomes, have that consistent voice, and, and make sure that there's a lot of collaboration between your marketing efforts, your brand, and, and learning and development team to really get the most out of it. 
Thanks so much to Ellie and Colleen for joining us. If you're looking for more great collaborative learning stories, be sure to subscribe to L&D Plus wherever you get your podcasts and check out our show notes for more L&D content from 360 Learning. Thanks for listening. See you next time.